You're listening to the Periodic Table of Awesome podcast, bringing you the best of geek from week to week. Join your hosts, Dion and Quinny, and the occasional special guest as they talk movies, TV, gaming, toys, comics, and everything in between. Who are you? You can call me Andy. I lead a group of soldiers. Fighters like you. With an extremely rare skill set. What do you mean? Mother. Let's just say we're very hard to kill. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the periodic table of awesome. Hopefully, our microphones are working. Yes, hopefully, you can hear us. Can you hear us? Yes, if you're out there, wave, make noise, <laughs> say hi in the chat, do whatever you need to do. Yes, I'm pretty us. sure it's working though. Can you? So hear it must just today? be the trailer. Yes, it's hopefully it's just the trailer. If not, it's uh, going to be. Uh... Oh, good. Oh, good. They can hear. <laughs> good, right? Yeah. <laughs> We're just waiting, and somebody's like, "No, we can't hear." Yes, we can hear you. Good. Yes, yeah, so all of you helpful people, especially you, Jezza. Thanks for nothing, bro. Thanks, thanks. for nothing. Yay. So hi, (laughs) welcome to the periodic table of awesome. It is Tuesday night and we are here to talk about things that we have watched in our face holes, in our eyes. Really? (laughs) Where we predominantly watch things. It sounds kind of violent. (laughs) As you can tell, I have recovered from the Hamilton episode of uh, (laughs) Of Disaster. (laughs) Absolutely. One day. One day that podcast will go out. Yes. Look, it was a Friday. All is forgiven. And, and like, oh. You know what I get to do now? You know what's really amazing is I get to blame every single technological issue on Beck <gasps> from now on. Because But your old shitty system wasn't her fault. <laughs> yeah, but from now on. Ah, uh, oh, that's true. That's even true. though even though Beck's not here, <laughs> Beck is here in spirit because I'm using her computer. <laughs> Yay. Yay. <laughs> to do all of this fantastic so i am quinny your face is dion uh mm. ladies please introduce yourselves i'm jill i'm peter yay and what are we talking about today peter there i'm gonna throw it at you just for fun <laughs> we are talking about it's a weird to throw it to me because I'm the person with the least background on it. Um, but for me, it's a great new movie on Netflix called Old Guard that I had no background on at all. That's What's okay. It? That's oh. pretty well, much the same for all of us. We read comics, but we still don't know this shit, so it's okay. Yeah. Um, I, as a matter of interest, <laughs> have anyone new. heard of it? No, it's it's pretty newish. Yeah. So no, mm. it doesn't have the. Um, standing like some of the other stuff well it kind of blindsided me i didn't really know what the hell was going on and then and then there's suddenly there's a a movie out and it's based on a comic book series and it's starring starring Charlize theron and it's out on netflix now go crazy and i was like wait what yeah yeah like my (laughs) facebook exploded on saturday night of people going oh my god the old god it was so amazing yeah i'm like okay what is this i need to watch it Yeah, literally, I turned on, like, my my first exposure to it was, oh, there's a new uh, front screen on Netflix for this thing with Charlize Theron. And I started watching the trailer and I was like, Mm. okay, that was kind of interesting. And then I must have Googled it or something like that and it came up with Greg Rucker and I was like, ooh, ooh. 
Greg Rucker. This yeah. is a comic book thing. Ooh, fancy. <laughs> Greg Rucker is a comic person. I'm aware of that person. And also, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Name the rock. Not just the comic writer, but he did the screenplay too, which was pretty cool. Yeah. Now, just in case there's anybody else out there, not just me, who might not know Greg Rucker's work. Yes, Ooh. he is a uh, a writer of comic books. He's working on, um, is it Black Magic? Is that what it's called? Uh, yes. Black yeah. Magic, yeah, with our homegrown Nicholas Scott on art. Um, he also did a run on Batwoman for DC Comics. Yeah. Um, he's written a series of novels, uh, the Queen and Country series, which are very, very popular and uh, much loved by a bunch of people. Uh, you know, he wrote Countdown to Infinite Crisis, a heap of stuff for um, DC, a long run on Wonder Woman, uh, which people really loved, uh, wrote The Punisher for Marvel Comics for a while. Um, he'd been a busy boy. Yeah. A ton of stuff. Yeah. Yes. But yes, this is a 2017 series uh, that he wrote himself and uh, was drawn by Leandro uh, Leandro Fernandez um, for Image Comics. So he's one of these sort of new breed of, of comic book people who, well, not even new breed, but, you know, have been writing for everyone. Yeah, I'll do some work yeah. for Marvel. I'll do some work for DC. Fuck it. I'll, I'll do my own creator, own stuff for Image. Um, I'm don't know whether he's worked with anyone else <laughs> probably everyone else at some point in time yeah. no comics are a very singular thing there's only one person responsible it's not a collaborative effort at all absolutely <laughs> it's just greg rucker <laughs> uh he just writes phrases and then other editors put it together and it works no that's that's fine um, but this one's an interesting one because we have had a lot of uh, comic book movies nowadays. But mainly there's a, there's a big push to put uh, established franchises of the things that are coming out. And I like that this one is a creator-owned kind of version, the way that they're going. Mm. So, you know, the old guard was like, oh, this is a bit out of field. You know, this could be fun. Not sure it hits all the marks. Quinny sold it to me as, you've got to watch it. It's kind of like Highlander-ish. And I was like, <laughs> oh, that sounds fun. And then I watched it and I was like, oh, comment withheld. Oh, yeah. <laughs> We're in a review. We are quite literally reviewing it right now. <laughs> Just a bit later. Just, when you comment. Just a bit later. You've got to get across all of the intricacies before you start picking, okay. the, picking the thread. I'm not going to, like. I walk into a store and look at a jumper and go, oh, that's nice. I wonder if the stitching's good enough. You know, you've got to stand back and admire it and see how much it costs. It's a bad metaphor. Just that's a weird keep metaphor. Going. <laughs> keep going. <laughs> um, so Rob in the chat's also put down Whiteout and Stumptown and uh, Lazarus, uh, all Greg ah. Rucker ones. So there's obviously a lot of Rucker love yeah. out there. Um, and, and our other friend, uh, Andrew Constant, um, is... Uh, a, a sort of lover of Rucker's stuff uh, and he's the one who kind of put me onto his stuff going, oh, you've got to look at this stuff, look at this stuff because that's what Andrew does. I don't really I don't really know if Rucker lover should take off. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but it, also, maybe. Why not? Are there any other Rucker lovers out there? <laughs> <laughs> we should ruck each other's lovers. I don't know. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm a Rucker lover, you're a Rucker So my lover. jumper metaphor is bad, but lovers. like you're just going to go down the path. Anyway, okay, all right. Look, yeah. tell me, I want to know, please say. Uh, okay, I, I, I could give you a synopsis of it, but I mean, and, and I will, 
But, yeah, because uh, yeah, <laughs> it's important. But I will kind of say that my synopsis uh, that I, I, I said to you to get you to watch it is pretty much that. It's Highlander-ish. <laughs> it's like... It's, uh, um, so What's okay. This old guard. Here we are, born to be kings. We're the princes of A group of mercenaries, all centuries old immortals, with the ability to heal themselves, discover someone is onto their secret, and they must fight to protect their freedom. That's pretty that's pretty simple, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. And I, I think that's actually a reasonably accurate kind of yeah. thing. It's it's what if Highlander but army. <laughs> I kind of wish I didn't know that they were immortal before the start of the movie, though. Yeah, because, agreed. Because, like, the reveal of their immortality was pretty sick. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But then again, that's what got me to watch it, because if, uh, like, if I'd just seen a trailer for this and it was Charlize Theron, um, and you know, army and group of people and shooty mm. shooty. I probably wouldn't have been that enthused, but the moment that you're like, oh, hang on, they, they can't die. Okay, now mm. I'm interested. Yeah. I love my shooty shooty, and I love Charlize. She like has proved herself to be an action star, and I think I love that about her. Yeah, absolutely. It kind of like it sold me a little bit on the uh, the whole kind of strange cross cultural divide when i saw them you know doing this very militaristic you know special forces entrance at the start and then why are they all carrying swords <laughs> on? like that seems a bit weird because they're very professional and not like normal kind of special ops movie kind of war film and then it's like oh, that's a bit of a twist and then it just gets a little bit more twisty and then it's yeah. kind of a little bit basic i, I would say for the rest <laughs> But this is I feel like you're playing your cards from your hand very early it's in terms really of your basic, opinion of it. It's Dick. a really basic <laughs> film. It's a very similar story to things that have gone out before, but I was still entertained by how they did it and it did open up a lot. Although I will probably I slide more on the side that this is a movie that feels like the extra long uh, pilot for a television series yeah. instead of this is a movie about a story that's that's worth like so this feels like a really long series I, I i can't argue with that because i feel that it does it's it's interesting i feel like netflix has hit this this part of of the industry now where mm. they're able to make films and make them for uh, middling budgets and i mean middling meaning you know between five and 15 million um so this one costs 70. So was this a 70 million? Wow. Yes. Holy shit. And well, don't count outliers like Bright. Hey, yeah. <laughs> I still like Bright. I still haven't seen it. <laughs> it's like, Bright is dumb, but I like it. Yeah. It's 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 training day, but fairies. Yeah. <laughs> it really is. <laughs> um the wow. But yeah, like um Okay, so I say mid-level film, but um, so it's not necessarily at the three hundred. It's still cheaper than a blockbuster. Exactly. Yeah. Um, I mean, but it's not super low budget like filmmaking mm -hmm. either. They've fit into this middle ground where they can make these films that are accessible. They're still exciting, but if they don't hit 
it's i mean the, the netflix model for making money is not based on um you know bums on seats at all mm. i mean it is it's it's actually about getting people to want to have your service yeah, but I mean, it's, I don't think it's really about uh, expanded growth. I mean, who knows? I'm not a marketer for Netflix. Um, it could be about expanding really? their their user base, but it's also they've got a, a consistent um, they've got a consistent audience that they have already. And I, I I should know with the fact that I keep getting sent emails from Netflix when I haven't watched Netflix for a while. Like if I haven't watched Netflix in a couple of like in a few days and about a week, I get about hey. Just a little reminder, here's an email. There's some new stuff on Netflix that you should actually watch what's on Netflix. And I'm like, fuck off. I don't want to do something. It's like, if I've got something, I'll find it. You know, but just don't, don't give me a general, you should watch some Netflix. Um, I got an email from Netflix this week saying, you enjoyed these shows. Why don't you watch them again? I'm like, yeah. you run out of content for me? I don't get that one. I, 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 I probably should get the actual Netflix email of like, dude, stop watching that again. You've watched enough of it. You've seen mm-hmm. it. <laughs> you don't need any more Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Just stop watching it. Move on. No, that is inaccurate. <laughs> you will never get that email. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I, I do think that these sort of films fit into an interesting part of the market. Um, and they are kind of a bit televisual. Like they've mm. got a pretty good budget. Um, 70 million, which is obviously nothing to be sniffed at. And God, wouldn't we all like that? But they do have this feeling of, like the the one recently with uh, um, the Hemsworth, you know. Oh, Extraction. Yeah. Which is yeah. getting you know. a sequel. And I imagine this will too. <laughs> I'd watch it. Yeah. Oh, sure. I really hope that this one gets a sequel. Mm. I do too because I really want to see the end of the story. But I'll say that yeah. for the spoiler yeah. time because I don't want to, like, in case you haven't seen it, Although I would say in the chat, have we all seen The Old Guard? Did you all watch the film or are you just waiting to see what we say about it before you go and see the film? That's an interesting question. Yeah, yeah. I I have to say I I would not have watched this if you guys didn't tell me to. (laughs) (laughs) You have to watch it, Peter. I don't like like shooty shooties. I Mm -hmm. don't love Charlize Theron action movies. Not that I don't think she's great. She is. I just don't generally like the style of movie that she has been doing as action films and even just based on the um, thumbnail I like mm. look at it and I go oh war shooty shooty grim it's not yeah. gonna you know it's not something that I'm going to have fun with and I did struggle to get into it I had three full starts oh, trying right. to like gotta watch this movie um, mm. before I you know kind of got into it uh, and the elements that drew me into the plot are all spoilery, so I can't really talk about them. But I will say <laughs> that if this was the extra long pre, um, the extra long pilot for a television series, I would probably want to watch the series. You would, yeah. Mm. Oh, good. Yes. Yeah. I mean, a lot of people that were talking about it before I got onto watching it were exclaiming, saying, "I need fifty prequels and sequels and a TV series." and as I was watching it, I thought this could be broken up into a series, but I feel like it would have been one of those Netflix ones where they pat it out for 13 episodes and it would drag on far too long. Yeah. I, I think it was succinct and it got its point across in the film. And even though it did have like a few storylines that webbed together, it was still manageable and watchable. Hmm. I mean, I, I wouldn't call the film succinct. The film was maybe half an hour longer than it needed to be to do what it did. 
Mm. Um, but I think all of that padding was in character work. So I particularly yeah. think that yeah. fans of the comic will actually enjoy the mm. way that I, they've done that. I enjoyed a bit of the character like additional character work on there um and i really didn't like one character up until the point i realized that's the point i'm not supposed to like it but we'll get to that one uh, i found that this this one felt like uh the only other series i kind of compare it to and this is totally separate sort of world here is underworld where oh. <laughs> where oh, i'm okay. like oh. yeah like okay this is where i, I like uh, the Underworld films are, 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 are great. Like I really like the Underworld series of films because they're <laughs> they're just scenery chewing, total goth fantasy. Okay, you know, okay. your manic, your manic, your manic <laughs> pixie dream goth thing that's there. And I was kind of like, I watched the first. One, I was like, eh, it's fine. But I've kind of been watching them again during this COVID time, uh, and I found them very interesting. <laughs> and this is one that I see if they were to lean into that for subsequent films and create a world like that um i would probably be like yeah let's watch the old guard again or the old well, guard you know, something I else. actually i really appreciated that this this kind of stood apart for me because there was no additional fantasy element connected yeah. to the immortality element the why yeah. of the immortality isn't the point of the plot Not an issue. Like yeah is in at first I was like a vampire. Doesn't matter. They're not going to explain that. Okay. Hmm. Are I they will. mutants? Uh, I kind the, of the thing is, I, I dig that because yeah. for me, this this like this is just another Highlander film. Like the only thing that they don't do is cut each other's heads off. But that's sure. like this, give it time. If, <laughs> Yes, that we're aware of. But, I mean, if you want a series of things, there is six seasons of Highlander the series, which is basically just this extended and longer. Um, I mean, I really hope they don't go down the same road that they did with Highlander 2. No, no, no. no. Wash your mouth out. Um, But this one, I think, does a lot of the same things that Highlander did in that first film in that it's like, hey, it's a thing. We don't know why it happens. It just is. Accept it. Tell the story. Um, Have fun with that. And let's explore the characters more than necessarily the idea of, you know, why. Because sometimes a mystery is better. But Mm. that then leaves you more time to explore the characters and go, okay, who are these people? Why have, what have they been doing for how long have they been alive? How do we all feel about the cast in this one? Like, I mean, you've got some pretty interesting names in there with, uh, you know, Charlie Theron obviously taking over the, the main role, but you've also got um, Chiwetel Ejiofor. Um, yeah, who's I love him. Great. I've, I, mm. I think he's pretty much great in everything, but um, yeah. a few people I didn't really know, like uh, Kiki Lane, Matthias Schonitz, um, Marwan Kanzari, Luca Marinelli. I like, don't know them, but I thought they were all great. Yeah, and um, Harry Melling, who is is definitely one of those actors that you cannot forget having seen. Yeah, because he's weird looking. Yeah, I'm sorry he was. <laughs> and this brings me back to that one. But it's Dudley like... Dursley from Harry Potter. I was like, this guy's going to be typecast. <laughs> he's going to be typecast for the rest of his life as an a-hole, and I swear to God he can play it because I hated this guy. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yes, and also he is the uh, he's the his grandfather was Patrick Troughton, who was the oh, second shit. doctor. Yes. Oh, okay. So there you I go. I did not know that. Bit of trivia. So there you go. But also, he's real weird looking, and yeah. uh, I couldn't pick on what Eyes I... Eyes too close together. Smells of cabbage. <laughs> yeah, it does, yeah. man. But, um, I couldn't pick why I didn't like him, and then I was like, it's because he wears a suit jacket a hoodie with a hood. With, and I was yes. like, it gives me yes. this shit. And then it wasn't just one choice, but it was like, no, that is his fashion thing. Choice. And I was yeah, like, no, oh, I fucking thing. hate that character. And then I realized that's a stylistic choice. They have actually gone. That outfit's awful. Yeah. He should wear that. Yeah. <laughs> if we're gonna that's make... because that's what young CEOs are supposed to wear. Supposed yeah. To yeah. Shit, if we're, if we're going to make business. Uh, put Martin Shkreli on a fucking movie, we're going to make him that person that everyone fucking hates already. Yeah. yeah. He kind of plays that quite well as, you know, pharma bro executive. I'm, mm. I, I'm, I'm, I'm rich, but also I have a hoodie, so I'm down to work. Oh yeah, you know, like, like Zuckerberg <laughs> smoking meats. <laughs> Something I find I found interesting was the 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 fact that they there are three you know essentially well there's four um, core characters of the immortal group, mm. and I think it worked really well that I di- hadn't seen most of them in anything else. Yeah, um, like uh, Joe, Nikki, and and um, Booker. I have not seen in in anything else, so I had a, a really lovely feeling of mm. these are just the characters. This is, yeah. and that to me helps me get into the world a little more. If it's you know for known likable actors or whatever, yeah. there's a little bit of you know barrier to believability. Whereas starts to get that Avengers feel where it's like, oh yeah, this is just schlock, and we're putting it all together because it's fun and. Yeah. yeah, and look at them be all cocky and bravado and yeah, stuff like exactly. that. Whereas this one, you've got characters who are saying things that in you know wouldn't get said in a, in a Marvel movie or anything like that, and having relationships that are you know out of left field for a, for a lot of viewers, and you just kind of buy it because you're like, oh, I don't know, these are these are characters, not necessarily actors playing characters, and. Our, our entrance into it is Kiki Lane, who's the character of Nile. And normally that would be the one that you kind of, I don't know, jump on board with. But even her, I felt at a kind of slight arm's distance from. Yeah. Okay. Hmm. But I liked it. I, I liked that I didn't know any of them. That's where I'm with it. Yeah, but I get what you mean. Like uh, setting up a new character is sort of like this is your entry point as a viewer to become part of that world. But, mm. um, yeah. I mean, it, it, like beat for beat, it is terrifyingly Highlander. Um, <laughs> like the fact that, you know, she gets uh, injured and killed and then suddenly the people around her stop trusting her and everything like that. And I'm like, wow, this is this is Connor getting booted out of his place in Scotland. and Yeah, you know, she, didn't get, she didn't get a Windangus. No, no, <laughs> and nor did she get head-butted by a small Scottish man who was very angry, but, you know. <laughs> um, but, yeah, it, it's it's a, an enjoyable thing, and I think having Charlize Theron in there, it kind of then gives you your car power. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Um, and you know you're you're willing to go with the fact that she is the the leader because she has that kind of elevated mm. status, perhaps. Mm. I don't know. I like that they all sort of deferred to to Charlize's character 
uh, Andy. Um, as the boss. As the boss. And you yeah. kind of wonder why she's the boss. They're all pretty good <laughs> at stuff. And then eventually you kind of learn like, oh, she's the boss for a reason because she's taken all of the martial arts and weapons training that she's been doing in other movies yeah. and just applied well, them into this been, one. being the oldest. There was, yeah, there were like, you know, I have to admit there was some really good action sequences in this oh, yeah. um, and especially utilising a lot of the the reasoning behind it, the real world reasoning of like you're an immortal, sure, you get shot, you know, hurt, stabbed, whatever, and it may take a little while but you will just come alive again. You don't know how mm. or why it just like, mm. happens. And then, you know, they utilize, I just like that they used that, you know, they would cover each other with their bodies because they knew that yeah. they could get shot and be fine or they could do those those kinds of things. And it makes me sort of think, wow, why didn't they get really creative as to how to kill someone? Like how do you kill an immortal? Like, yeah, I, well, that's where my brain goes to first because it's like, yeah. well, you know, <laughs> vampires stake through the heart. But I was thinking like is beheading the thing. Yeah. Because beheading but, is usually the thing. <laughs> and if it is, then it is actually a sequel to Highlander. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, some of the more creative ones I've seen of, of that uh, was it was it um, Children of Men, the Torchwood one. Uh, no, Children of Earth. Well, Children of uh, Earth. But no, so no, it's... that that was actually it was actually Miracle Day. It's the one where people couldn't die. Yeah, yeah, but there wasn't there the one where how do you stop someone who's immortal? You just encase them in a sarcophagus of uh, concrete. See ya. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Can't stop you. It might kill you. But and, and there is a character in there that that was that... done in True Blood as well. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, honestly, everything is just True Blood. Like, you know, <laughs> they should need to change that from Simpsons did it to True Blood did it. Um, <laughs> but there is a character in there that they you do see them trying to deal with, you know, how do you kill an immortal? Mm-hmm. Um, and, and there's a few elements of that. That's the kind of stuff that I'd love to see, you know, more of explored in, in a sequel yeah, or something like flashbacks. that, you know. Because yeah. the flashbacks are like, where have they been? What did have you, they been doing? Did anyone mm. else get a massive Xena Warrior Princess vibe from all of those flashback scenes where I was just like, oh, here they are fighting a, the Turks or here they are fighting <laughs> the Huns, you know? It's kind of like, oh, yep, you've done... I like that all their flashback scenes was basically a 1,000 BC. Like, none of the interim stuff. Like, there was a few photos of, like, the Civil War where they've been there or the, you know... Um, Second World War, just or First World War, stuff like that. They never went back to those times. They just were like, "Oh, we've got a flashback. Okay, let's go all the way back and put a stupid hat on Char- Charlize." <laughs> she stabs yeah, him. Yeah, I want to see some. Shoot it in a field, then you know, find a city sure. that looks like the right era. Sure, sure. Your reconstruction. Shoot are in the always... field. Put a funny hat on them. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Although that yeah. would have been fucking ace if uh, they were if she did fight someone who looked like Xena, I would have been like, yes, <laughs> oh, yes, Xena <laughs> and Hercules, yeah, and yeah, get yeah. Kevin Sorbo in there. Just, <laughs> yes, if we could get somebody to kick the shit out of Kevin Sorbo, that'd be great. <laughs> Like so. He had douche canoe. Say, I, I, from what Dion was saying about the action before, the action is definitely an improvement on Cena. 
Warrior Princess. Uh, mm, the fight uh, scenes are great. There are uh, some really cool. The fight like, scenes are great, choreo. and I'm not into that stuff. So I oh, get okay. excited when I get into it because I'm like, oh, well, this is really good. And particularly how the camera was choreographed in with the choreographed mm. action as well. Because a lot of the time that happens and it's annoying, and I get confused and lost, like born identity. Yeah. Like, yeah, you've got the steady cam involved, and now I don't know what the fuck is going on. Mm. Whereas this time, it really enhanced the action and you know mm. helped you follow what was happening and see what you're supposed to be seeing. Um, yeah. there, were, there were quite a few fight scenes that I was like, "Oh, cool," mm. and that's not usually me. But it's look, <laughs> it's interesting. I mean, the director that that is for the, was on this project, uh, Gina Prince uh, Bythewood. That's a tongue twister. Um, <laughs> Good luck with that. Uh, is not necessarily known as a director of action films. Uh, she's the what love and basketball, the secret life of bees, and beyond the lights. And then she's come into this one, which is like interesting, good shoot. Like, yeah, still, mm. still came across. And this is where I think it was part of the writing and the screenplay. It required a bit more of a deft hand to form those relationships. Well, that's a, yeah, just shooting people. I mean, Casper in the chat said that it's very John Wickish, and yeah, it does have that kind of very slick gunplay. The but also the the fine combination of swordplay and gunplay, or you know, swapping weapons very quickly and and moving in very intelligent ways. Mm. Um, but that's as you say, Dee, it's not necessarily the the core focus because I think they've gone for a director who actually is about relationships. Yeah, and this one, and it's funny that she was actually tapped a bit earlier in 2017 uh, for directing the unproduced silver and black film that Marvel was going to do after Spider-Man 4. You know this one? No? Um, Oh, hang on, silver and black, this is the silver sable and... and Black cat film that never got off the ground because they were going to do that, but she was tapped to direct that one, which is interesting. Yeah, this is way back. It's it's not there anymore. It's gone away. Mm. And and Jez is pointing out that's Sony, not Marvel. <laughs> <laughs> well, who knows? Because who knows whatever anymore? It's all one big conglomeration. Look at yeah. look at Quinny's t-shirt. It's that's a that's a mouse if I, if if ever yes, I ever saw that. <laughs> <laughs> um, and and Jez is actually saying that it's still happening. I'm, it could be I'm, right. Could be really? cool. Interesting. Yeah, right. mm. um, yeah. Look, I I think the action moves well, as you say, Peter. It, it, probably is maybe 20 minutes half an hour flab you know there's a few bits where it could be tightened up maybe sure i mean usually i like a bit of extra time spending character development and i do like that this you know it was a screenplay written by the creator uh, so obviously the the characters are, are at the forefront in, for him in the development of the story um but there were some moments where i was like you know as not already a fan of the series and if I've just been introduced to a character, I don't need like 45 seconds to see them die. Like you could cut that in half and I would be good with that. It's like little things like that. But I I do kind of think that if you're a fan and if you're already connected to these characters, that it might be a completely different experience. I'd be interested to know whether there are many fans of it out there, like um, because nobody I've seen um, talking about it has gone, yeah, I'm a massive old guard fan. Most people that I've mm. seen have gone, oh, shit, it's Greg Rucker. Um, yeah. I want to check this out. So I don't know how big an actual fandom there is for it, and I also don't even know how many comics are out of that series. 
Um, it, I think it was a six-issue miniseries for the first oh. part, and then um, the second part is being released this September. Ah, well, yeah. the, that's going to sell well now, isn't it? Yeah, <laughs> and it's probably going to just translate straight into the sequel, I'm guessing. Well, I, I certainly hope so. And, yeah, yeah. Um, next time I can tell you that, like, after watching this, I am definitely going to source out the miniseries. I want to read it. Yeah. I and, want and... more of Joe and Nikki. They're my favourite. Oh. <laughs> I love them so much. Talk, that <laughs> was going to be my next later. question. <laughs> what was that, sorry, Pete? I said we'll talk more about them later when we're spoilery. Well, I, I think we can probably, I mean, unless there is anything that we particularly want to pull out before we uh, do our, our ratings and then head deep into Spoilerville. Yeah, Spoiler um, Town. Okay, yeah, Spoiler, well, Spoiler. Unless you sweet, do, Quinn. Do you have something? Because we don't care. We're moving to spoilers. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I will agree with something that you said or sort of intimated before the idea that it was a bit televisual. Um, there were a few times where I was like, I would have liked a little bit more visual language. I uh, mm. like, you know, a little bit more grandeur, a little bit more kind of scope to it, perhaps. Mm. It just felt a little bit video. Um, it did, yeah, like it didn't have the punchiness that I was expecting, especially when everybody was like going off their brain about it on Facebook. I thought, mm. oh shit, this is going to be phenomenal, but uh, it didn't quite hit you know, 100% for me. So yeah. I don't know if I was expecting too much going into it. Maybe. Right. I did want to see more of, like, their backstories, even, like, a little yeah. bit more development of, like, who they were before they became immortal, like, how they became immortal, how I they I would have met. loved to have seen Joe and Nikki meeting. You know, that's the sort yeah. of stuff that you kind yeah. of go, yeah, yeah give us well, more of that. A little less of, yeah, in the of Charlize thing. and a silly hat. They explained. <laughs> Didn't, you got that, though. You explained how well, they met. But that's a spoiler, so I don't want to go too far. Yeah, but like I, I like reading it. up about the comics after watching the film, that it goes into quite a lot of depth about Andy's actual, um, you know, becoming her immortal self. And I would have loved to have maybe seen that in the movie. Could have explained her personality a bit more. I think. Yeah, and as Casper said, could have shown, not told. That's one of those ones that may have been yeah. nice to yeah, actually. Yeah, exactly. You know. Yeah. Mm. Right. Okay. Well, let's have a quick rating, and let and then we will go diving deep into spoiler territory. Ooh, go, safe. Jill. You can you can be the first oh one to rate. Oh my god! I'm gonna go. Eighty-five. Oh, Wait. No. Uh, <laughs> we don't know. We're waiting for you to tell uh, us. Ah, <laughs> uh, crap. Eighty-eight. 88. 88. Okay. 88, 88 ratings per hour. Excellent. Yes, because... <laughs> <laughs> 1.21 rating watts. Um, I loved seeing an action film that actually had a lot of character development, um, a lot of focus around um, relationships with the characters instead of just being, oh, I'm badass. Oh, I'm badass too. Let's do badass shit. Um, <laughs> and it was sort of like they were connected as a family. And mm. I love seeing that kind of stuff, um, like found family thing. It's not yeah. you know, together families. And that, the action choreo was awesome. Yeah. Oh, good. Oh, me? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Look, you know what? Solid 75. Okay. It sounds, that sounds bad. It sounds like I hate it. I do have problems with it, and I'm <laughs> interested to, to have those problems uh, explained a bit to me in the letter. But, yeah, look, 75, because, you know, a, a little over long, I really thought by the end of it, it didn't need 
anyone it, it shouldn't have had anyone who was a star in it I could have quite easily gone onto the the road of this just being one that comes out of sort of left field. Um, But also, uh, look, it's a a good film. Like, it's not a a bad film. It wasn't a great film. I'm more interested in the next film, if they can make that one, because that's Mm. when I think I will say this is a good one, but you you all know how hard Mm. it is to make a sequel. Yeah. That's an interesting point, actually, because, yeah, I'm certainly more interested in the idea of a sequel, but that's because I think this is a great jumping-off point. Yeah. Anyway, Peter, right? Ing. I'm going to go solid 80 because I did not expect to enjoy it and it got me by the end, but it did take a bit to get me there. I, I really had to push through that first half hour to get to the stuff that was interesting to me. So, you know, 80 might be overstating it a bit, but that is based on um, my uh, willingness to consume more now that I've seen this, if, even if it is looking at the, the series uh, or if there are further editions of the films, I would be into watching them. Nice. And I'm going to go with you on that one. I 80. I'm going to go 82, um, just because you know. Because you like not? round figures, great. Yeah, I like, I like <laughs> awkward numbers that uh, are difficult to add up. I'm going um, for math. Yes. Um, I, I like. I was thinking. Oh, is it a 90? Oh, it's not quite that good. Is it? Is it a, a 70? Well, I enjoyed it more than that. So you know. Um, yeah, I I think it's an interesting thing because I have a bad habit with films that I or or series or whatever that I look at them um, as a, a potential. Like I, I this is my problem that I see the potential for a sequel, I see the potential for a series, and I love a great open ended setup. Um, but I don't necessarily look at the film that's actually in front of me, no. um, and the film that's in front of me is fine. You know, it's it's enjoyable. It's got some cool action stuff, and it's got some good characters. But I'm looking at it, going, interested in the sequel, interested in the series. Could see where this could go, and it's got so much potential. And I've got to get out of the habit of rating things based on their potential. Um, right. Because yeah. I did that for ten long years of Smallville. <laughs> <laughs> you bring that any chance? Again. I really will because it hurt me. It hurt me deep. Um, it's, it's what it is, Quinny. It's not what it could be. Exactly. And I've got to get into the habit of that and watching it because I watched Bright and I was like, hey, this is an okay film. I love the idea of where the sequel is going to go. There is no sequel. Um, you know, I, I look at something else and I'm like, oh, this would be so good if they did this and went further with it. And I'm like, but maybe they won't do that. So what is this thing in front of me? And this thing in front of me is 82-ish. Um, it's it's quite enjoyable. It's got some cool stuff, and it's got some great characters. Um, but yeah, Ooh. so ah, right, we can well, go to a, a, a little bit of a break and then come back. And we're gonna do go some to a, we'll, we'll, we'll throw to a clip. We'll find something to throwy throw throw in there. I reckon. <laughs> throwy throw throw. It's been over two hundred years. Why now? Everything happens for a reason, boss. We have to find her. No, we stick to the plan. We find Copley. Shall we just leave her out in the open? No, we're in the open. 
We're the ones who are exposed now. Not like her, Booker. Nikki. Not like her. You can tell me you don't remember what it was like. Whoever she is, she's confused. And she's scared. And she's more alone than she has ever been in her entire life. We all remember what it was like. She needs us. I'll handle the retrieval. Hey, boss, come on. If we're dreaming about her, she's dreaming about us. That makes her a beacon straight to us. Oh, we are we now. Never left. Uh, we've never what? left. <laughs> yes. As you may, uh, you may know by now, um, is this is the spoiler part of the podcast where we will talk about spoilery things. And I want to know: Has everyone chosen a spoilery thing that they want to talk about so we don't double up? Oh. Wait, we have to... No. No, we didn't discuss that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so you've all got an alternate. You've got the thing you want to talk about and then if someone oh, else mentions it, you're like, son of a bitch, that's mine. I was going to Probably something you should have put first. in the Facebook group chat. Someone just Probably. go first and then we'll riff off at you guys. <sighs> all right. I'm going to say it. Go. Fuck it. I'm going to go first. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, go, Jill, go. Go, go. Joe and Nikki, better love story than Twilight. Oh, my God. Absolutely. <laughs> if something had happened to Joe or Nikki, oh, I was going to be so Oh, my God. I was waiting for this scientist guy to, like, murder Nikki, and then Joe was yep. going to go on, like, a fucking spree, and I'm like, don't you kill one of my husbands. I love these boys. Don't you touch them. <laughs> I, don't you yep. touch them. I know, right? <laughs> that that leads really well into the thing that finally got me interested in this. Yeah. And that yeah. is when we found out that immortality has its limits. So yeah. every time any one of them died, there was that emotional roller coaster and all the others going, come back, come back. So yeah. immortality is not guaranteed. And it was mm. that that I kind of finally went, oh, well, this is interesting. Yeah. And I thought <laughs> yeah. that was, that was actually moment, the... The moment in the back of that van with the SWAT team and you yeah. know, the, the, the bigger than SWAT team yeah <laughs> yes. being mocked it's like oh is this your boyfriend <laughs> and that heartfelt speech of like he's not my boyfriend it's like he's more to me than anybody you could ever imagine and I'm like oh get you someone that looks at you the way that Joe looks at me yeah. <laughs> and I thought that, like their relationship is like, well, I think all of the immortals that have presented to us uh, they all have sort of one side to the coin and I really loved that Joe and Nikki presented a healthy, happy, loving, immortal relationship that mm. came across so nicely and everyone <laughs> else was just fine. Like, like I love that everyone else is just like, oh, no, that's fine. That's just them. That's what they are. I'm kind yeah. of glad that they didn't pair everybody else up, though. Yeah. And like, yeah. that's just kind of... I I, I felt I felt a real hard time connecting to uh, Andromache. 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 Sorry, I keep saying Andro Andromache. Um, <laughs> Andromache, uh, because she's just terrifyingly boring. Uh, whenever she has to like talk about stuff, she just has like haunted, hard drinking mercenary. She's very closed off, but like. 
yeah. also closed off to the viewer, which mm. makes it hard to connect to. Which I think is, mm. is an actual stylistic choice. And I love that there was that. And then you've got Booker, who was kind of a bit weird fun, but still... Well, and I, there's a part of me that kind of went, oh, I feel like there was, you know, more that could have been done with Booker. I was, yeah. I honestly, like, it's like you got Joe and Nikki and we're totally down with them. Mm. Yeah. And doing her thing. Yeah. Then we get Nile, who is new and, and is also very stoic and badass and everything yeah. like that. And I was like, fuck, I really wish they'd do something more interesting with Booker. And yeah. then they yeah. did something more interesting with Booker, but not not like that. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah. That I was expecting, like especially if he was gonna turn coat, I would have expected him to be like maybe a bit more of um, like a outspoken person or a yeah. um, just like extrovert. Yeah, yeah, just something a bit more punchy about his personality that you yeah. wouldn't really suspect it from him. And this is the sort of thing that I, I always found a bit strange with the the whole turn, the reason that Booker turns and betrays them and sort of goes, I'm going to do that. It's so weird considering if he wanted to do it to help humanity, wouldn't he have just fucking... Why not just turn himself in? in? Yes, thank you, mm. exactly. And that was that thing where I was just like, <laughs> okay, weird flex, but all right. Yeah. You know. I know. But Did like he obviously... Oh, oh, no, sorry. Sorry, didn't want to cut you off there. Did Don't I buy Booker? Yeah. Did you buy his 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 turn? It, it didn't make a huge amount of sense that if his real reason for doing it was because Andy wanted, you know, to find a way to die, which is the reason that he gives Andy, uh, that he wouldn't just hand himself over, except that handing himself over essentially puts them all on everyone's radar in the first place. Um, but th- why? yeah that little bit of plot didn't make a huge amount of sense, no. But also, like, if he knew, I forgot what Chiwetel's character's name was. Um, uh, uh, Jay, Copley. Copley. Copley, that's, that's right. Like, he obviously knew who he was from the beginning and what the whole situation was. So why would he willingly go into that rescue mission that they were all set up on to get slaughtered amongst everybody else? There were just yeah. a few plot points that didn't really quite make and sense. And I, I kind of would have got a bit more of Booker. Like it's sort of set up like Booker is the character who is the tech guru because there's always you've got to have a thing. Yeah. Um, <laughs> he doesn't have a weird sword that looks like a whip or something. He has to be uh, good with computers. Um, <laughs> he just needs to have like a beret and glasses. Yeah, yeah, like at a, you know, reading Sergeant Rock or something. Um, yeah, but. Because it would have been nice to see him as being the empathic, connected person to humanity. Because yeah. he's the only like no one else. Everyone yeah. else uses the tools that they have because that's what they do, and they don't really care about humanity. And I, I get that 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 is, makes sense in a story narrative kind of way. But it would have been more interesting to have him being the one who is online, who is connected to people, is trying to help them, and has that empathic yeah. sense. Yeah. Like, he's yeah, like he's yeah. Always, or, or saying, "Hey, we should be part of this world. Why why do we keep out of it and stuff yeah. like that? We just do mm. piecemeal shit, and it never really changes anything. And you can understand that sort of frustration yeah you can't have four stoic mercenaries like yeah. somebody's mm. got to be the life of the party you yeah. know you know expected it from him but didn't really get it yeah mm. yeah it's just i have kind to of... say though by the time that plot point rolled around i was so invested in like what's going to happen with joe and nikki that <laughs> <Yeah>. I didn't... <laughs> 
yeah. have to admit that was absolutely mine too is like i really didn't give a shit about andromache and the rest of them or you know science stuff i'm like you better not kill that loving couple no. like <laughs> motherfuckers don't do that and yeah. then you know thankfully they didn't like, yeah, you know, like they no, got out oh and they God. kept going and everyone went on and they were like and, I, Which, and was happy and i was like yay that's i think the biggest emotional reaction i got from this movie was and also yay for not killing your gaze yeah exactly yes. don't, don't oh, fridge your gaze but um the sense of just like intense rage and just incensed agony and rage over fucking <laughs> bloody dudley dursley <laughs> like, oh yeah that guy and everything that he stood for and all of those people and they were just all complicit in this thing and I'm just like, you can't fucking treat people this way. Yeah, it's yeah. like the Martin Shkreli so of, uh, of, of film farm bros. <laughs> it's like just someone you want to punch in the face. Yeah. Um, oh. I mean, that kind of, that was a disconnect for me because I thought it was just a bit much. Oh you know, I, I thought that character was the one character that for me was like, ugh, that's... Like you push that to an unrealistically camp place. Yeah, if you played uh, it a bit more psycho and not so, you know, in your face, I'm a tech genius with no soul. <laughs> the terrifying thing about these real people is mm. they don't come across as psychos mm. in real life. They come across as normal, reasonable no. people. So when you've got like psycho eyes all the time, I'm like, oh. <laughs> that's just his eyes, Peter. <laughs> I don't know, Peter. Have you, have you seen some? It's like, he's like just constantly just like trying to like just have pushing s- that character. And I'm like, oh, too much. Have you seen yeah. any of the interviews with Martin Shkreli? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like one of them where they said. Yeah, he's so going crazy. Ha- ha- like, do you have any regrets about raising the price of that drug that his company was making? And he just thinks about it for half a second and then goes. Yeah, I should have charged more. <laughs> like oh. on camera, and everyone's like, "Really? Wow. <laughs> like, <laughs> okay." Like, oh yeah, 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 yeah. So he's come. He's come. Yeah, yeah. But like, you know, it it was it's it, it's a bit it's a bit annoying. I think in in the watching the whole film because you're presented with this team of people who do things in a very realistic way. And I think that I liked a lot of the fact that the film is super grounded in what would actually happen if you like if if you did a B would happen, and a lot of films take a bit of license. And I think you're right there, Jill, talking about like I know Peter was saying you um, you didn't get how the turn happened um, with with Booker like that. As in Booker's turn, yeah, that was so dumb compared to the fact that everything else is done in a logical, logical progression right from the start. Mm. You know, when, you know, they find out that they have to break into this um, place and then uh, this girl wakes up, she's immortal and have to, and Andy has to go and rescue her and, like, all those things. Like, that was a really smart thing right at the start. You know, she jumps out the back of the car, mm. um, Andy gets out and shoots her. Yeah. <laughs> Just, yeah, it's like, oh, for yeah. fuck's sake, and shoots her. It's like, you shot me. And you're like, yeah. I don't know how to explain this to you. You're it's a fine. model. Get in the car. <laughs> yeah. like, Stop being a dick about this. Yeah, yeah. Get on this drug dealer's plane. This is. I'm freaking out. It's like, duh, you're a model. Yeah, <laughs> it's, like, yeah it's like, how would you handle that if it was you? Like... Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, you are freaking out. I know. God damn it. <laughs> like, you're going to die. Like, you're not going to die. It's like. Are you worried about the plane crashing? No. 
like, yeah. we'll just crawl well, that, out that of the was wreckage. one that I was almost, I, th- I thought was, yeah, almost a missed opportunity. It was just like, yeah, let the plane crash. Fucking whatever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know? just have them crawling out of the wreckage going, God damn it. Like, <laughs> it's just an inconvenience. Like, yeah. Know. Is it like, is it a Deadpool thing? Will their limbs grow back or... Do you yeah. have to like sort of like put the hand back on the thing and then it will just, you know, surge back together or what? Who knows? Have they done <laughs> that kind see of all this stuff. <laughs> Well, I mean, obviously they did that in one of the throwbacks because this will lead into the, the next person we could talk about, which is Quinn. Um, yeah. You know, they have Andy and Quinn are all having right. that conversation at a Queen. Um, <laughs> not Queen, Queen. Um, about I'm, I'm like, not, oh, have I'm you ever been burned alive before? It's like, nah. <laughs> <laughs> See how that goes. What do you reckon? That's like excruciating. Next. Yeah. <laughs> like, um, also, I was really interested to see that, you know, they didn't have to reset their bones before they healed. They just kind of went back to where they were. I'm like, mm, that's not really how bodies work, even if mm. you are. Yeah, immortal. but bodies also don't just kind of push bullets out. So, yeah. You know, you yes, they do. That. I have seen Wolverine. That's what happens. <laughs> and that's science. <laughs> and that's science. <laughs> <laughs> that's some Disney science right there. Yeah. So yeah, I, I I think that's an interesting character to bring up now is is Quinn. Mm-hmm. Um, that was the one that I. We're in spoiler town. Yeah. yeah, we are in deep in spoiler territory, and mm-hmm. I mean, we there's other things we haven't talked about yet, but that character is one that I was like, oh god, I kind of wish we'd done more with that but i mean that's mm. that's your sequel there you go yeah saving yeah. her the second and they, they spent an inordinate amount of time explaining the backstory of uh andy and quinn and how they went through the ages and that's where we get all the flashbacks you know to xena times mm. um <laughs> they went through an inordinate amount of time setting up that character and when they explained about you know what happened to her eventually which was getting caught by the was it the witch finders or something yeah or something like that. yeah they they got caught by the witch finders and then quinn gets chucked in an iron maiden and dumped into the ocean and mm. yeah immediately all the flags of narrative storytelling raise and i'm like yep. she's gonna come back at some stage and holding yeah. her until the very end or sort of post almost post credits time is is great but also massively frustrating because you spent all this time developing a character you wanted to know more about you took her away from the audience and then you throw her back at the end and i'm like god damn it this is a fucking telly movie like you know (laughs) the next five episodes will be quinn fucking up andy for some reason yeah Mm -hmm. right yeah yeah, and I, I like that character. I like the story, and I, I love you know that that concept of somebody who is just constantly drowning and then reviving and then drowning and then reviving, and you know going you know very very unpleasantly mad. That's cool. I kind of would have loved to have seen a little bit more of that level of madness, you know, when we see her at the end did, or something. Did that, you love how she was just drinking a glass of water? That was an excellent character thing. <laughs> it was like, Quinn, the person that we know who has been drowning for about a thousand years, or yeah. however long that it was, is just very calmly sipping a glass of water. <laughs> I was like, would you not want to... I actually thought it was go? whiskey. So. I thought it was water, but it just looked like it was just clean water, and I'm like, oh, fuck. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's, no, a, that's, that's, that's much colder and cooler. That's a, that's a terrifying idea that someone who's been <laughs> drowning for centuries just decides, I'll just sit here and drink water now. It's like, oh. 
Okay, now, what do we think of, uh, once again, spoiler territory, what do we think of Andy's loss of her power? Yeah. One of them was going to. I'm just glad yeah. it wasn't Joe or Nikki. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Husbands forever. Yeah, yeah. They, oh, man. Like, they could have their own, like, Falcon and Winter Soldier kind of <gasps> TV show. Give it to just, me. Yeah. Give it to me. <laughs> The old guard, the Joe and Nikki Chronicles. Uh, yes, <laughs> just, yes. Just them loving around <laughs> the world together. I love that idea. But, yeah. Yeah, like, I mean, the second you find out that that is a thing, then you know that that thing is going to happen to one of them in the yes. course of the movie. Yeah. Exactly. And until it happened to Andy, I was like, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Don't you dare <laughs> take my voice. Um, so I was really relieved when it was Andy because I was like, well, I can't do it to two of them. Like, yeah, that also, like, she's been the longest alive so you know when mm. was it going to come for her and it's an interesting it, idea that you know maybe this is a thing that like there is only so much of this juice in the in the world in the universe yeah and so I, that I love if that nile idea. is created then therefore somebody else has to somebody else has to go but then off. that makes me kind of go well but then what if you take out quinn what is it does that then refill the pot and suddenly people can you know that's that there's a plot point once again me looking to the future and not at the film in front of me <laughs> but so you can't take out quinn quinn you know becomes immortal when it's her time to become immortal and to, to, to not be immortal and somebody else's time to be immortal because they haven't explored the concept that there is any other way to kill an immortal except that their immortality just stops runs out yeah true yeah, it's not um, like it is, you know, where they can, you know, you can take the power from someone else. Yeah. Yeah, it's not like the it's not like killing a slayer and another slayer takes their place. Um. <laughs> <laughs> well, yes. maybe well, maybe that was part of the thing that uh, in order for one to be born that another had to die. I mean, that's stuff we don't know because it's this whole background is, is just shrouded in mystery. Like, who are these immortals? Why are they here? They don't even care. And what weird and fucked up shit did they do in their past, which they all freely admit to, you know. Even a drummer here is just like, yeah, I was a queen for a time. I was worshipped as a god. Like, you know. Yeah, it was a good time. Yeah, it's kind of, that's that's interesting. And also it makes her a terrible person. Um, and that's that would be interesting character development to, to see. I think it set out everything up really well, but um, now I'm just kind of stuck in that weird transition phase where, phase where I'm like, do I do I really want to see another movie? Whose story are we going to follow? Will I it... did enjoy that final action scene where they're all then having to protect Andy. Um, yeah. Because certain... that's a really nice combination of this character idea of they're all a family. Yeah. Um, and, you know, combined with the action um, and then combined with um, with the fact that Andy just doesn't really seem to care because yeah. really she's done and she's mm. been done for a while. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And that's kind of like uh, that is the beautiful thing is that they become like a close-knit family. And I think even though I don't think it had a lot of resonance to me when they get Booker and they punish him by going, so you've got to fuck off for 100 years. Like yeah. we're just not going to talk mm. to you for 100 years and that's your punishment. Um to, to me, I was kind of like, ah, eh, it doesn't really sound like a punishment. Um, but then when you think about it, you're like, oh, it probably would be really shitty if you don't really have, you, ca you can't really form a relationship with people because they always die. Like they have families. Yeah. Yeah. Had so the one people, stuff. the one group of people who you can 
rely on, rely on and know that and... they're going to be there for you and everything mm. like that is has ostracized you for a hundred years, which is a pretty fucking long time. Yeah. Although, um, you know, that could just be like a 10 minute sin bin, depending on how old you <laughs> are. We don't know these sorts of things. Like a hundred years, you know. I'm pretty sure to everybody a hundred years is a long time, whether you're in a mortal or not. <laughs> well, yeah. I don't know. You know, they could have just done, what is it, the Edgar Allan podium in a wall or something. Um, <laughs> but then that's cruel. It, it is, absolutely. Is it not? Um, but I do I do like what Casper said in the chat, that, that it, do, it does really up the stakes. And, and I think that's yeah. the only way that you could actually bring the stakes up for that third act mm. is by making sure that there is something at risk. Yeah. Yeah. And I didn't know really um, what was, uh, where else do they go? Yeah, where do they have the sense of drama for the for the next line, apart from the fact that Andromache is now mortal? And well, but I think the fact that they're all potentially mortal is always going to add a sense of stakes to yeah. this um, mm. because, like I said, that the thing that started to interest me about it is, yeah, 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 they're immortal, whatever. You know, mm. there's an arrogance that comes with immortality most of the time, but mm. not in these characters because they individually, not one of them has any idea the moment when their immortality is going to run out. Every yeah. time they die could be the time. And that's, she does say that as her first line in the film, but it doesn't make any sense until half an hour in where they reveal that, that mm. plot point. Yeah, so every, every potential death should be a moment of fear. Yeah. Um, yeah. And it's a moment of fear for, for the family that, that care about each other that that... You know, if mm. they're dying together, then that they might come back and the other one might not. Or mm. um, Except that there's also that weird sort of thing that's explained there, which is like, aren't you afraid that if you shoot me, I may not come back again? Like, no, you're too young. And it's like, <laughs> okay, that's a weird kind of... Well, she was a freshie. She'd only been dead once. <laughs> yeah. Still, It'd be yeah. pretty shit immortality if she died after the second yeah, death. Yeah, is it really is, immortality? Yeah. How much is a freshie though? Like, you know, how many? How, how often do you want to just test that theory? Here's just the question around? though: Why don't they just like you know every day just give yourself a little cut? Oh, still healing, still immortal. Cool. Then you yeah. don't have to like worry like at the moment that you're dying oh. that that might this might be the time you die. Damn it, Pete. Good this idea. Is why, this is why you would be a terrifying immortal. Because you, <laughs> you just wake up and be like, yeah, shit. Can't uh, be a daily slash. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just. It's just going to be a little cut. We'll just see how we go. Morning. Oh god. <laughs> <laughs> makes sense though like that that's no, okay, yeah. if, I was, if i was this kind of immortal that's totally what i would do you just run Am around I still immortal? pizza's running around stabbing her friends going oh no yeah you're okay that means you're a sadomasochist that means you do both yeah. you're a sadist and a masochist <laughs> could be both it's fine uh, uh, well uh look and, and as as somebody mentioned the, the big leap of faith of of uh yeah. um no. nile at the end which you kind of go is it a leap of faith is it, no, is it she's she's been proven multiple times that she can't die so yeah i mean it was good it was a nice way to end i actually kind of like the that they killed the him that way which is like mm. oh, i've just taken a axe to the throat um and then you know the satisfying ending to someone that we didn't like very much although did we actually see what happened to the scientist who was taking all of the bits 
from them. No, because and she ran away. Let's, to be mm. honest, she mm. took a lot of fucking genetic material from yeah. uh, from yeah. those guys. And and that... we didn't even see Dudley Dursley's dead body, so... Oh, we, th- we yeah. saw a, an arm I'm in pretty the sure car. He's dead. Yeah, but there was no, like, confirmation of death, you know? No, no. Um, but yeah, it's an interesting, <laughs> interesting idea, and I and once again, I, I look at the uh, the ideas that you could sort of explore in the sequel. That you know, that genetic material starts being used to create you know short term immortality. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know, people who can be you know not killed for a day or something yeah. like that. And who found Quinn and what she got to do with it all? Yeah, and does yeah. she want to kill all of them? Yeah, you know, yeah. is she just going to try and you know run down their immortality? Has she um, just got a bunch of Iron Maidens that are set up there waiting to throw mortals in just to be like motherfuckers? Here's <laughs> <You know? laughs> <laughs> a taste. Here's <laughs> interesting thing about that last scene. You know, when they crash into the car and then yeah. they're kind of like driving away in the other car, and then all of these people come from around the corner. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like where were you guys? <laughs> Took your sweet time. Was Why was that? there nobody else on the street? But a huge crowd of people just around the corner. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's, mm. it's very obvious they were all getting their 9:30 a.m. coffee. Uh, <laughs> it was a smoker break and they're at the cafe. Absolutely. <laughs> it's very common for large crowds to go around. Well, that was maybe that's the thing. That's why this movie is completely unrealistic because there's a whole bunch of people together in a crowd without any masks on. Uh, that would just <laughs> never happen. And there's no la- lobby cafe. Yeah. <laughs> mm. Who runs a totally un- pharmaceutical building with no lobby cafe? Oh, they've got pills for that. Oh. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yes, just eat your pills, go back to work, work did, harder. Did anyone else, like, uh, does anyone else have the opinion that, that this film really doesn't need, uh, it really could have done without, like, a, a headliner? Like, if, if would it have added more if everyone was kind of a bit unknown, much like the, the metaphor of the film is, like, they're going through the world slowly changing and making a difference by being in the background and always staying out of the limelight. Do you think this could have succeeded... As much as if it didn't have someone like Charlie's Theron in it or Chiwetel. Yeah, I think so. Because um, yeah. I don't think it would be a different movie if they weren't in it. Mm. If somebody could act just as well as they could, you yeah. don't really need the stars. Like, you need people to hang your hat on. Mm. Um, because otherwise, you know, you, you're not necessarily kind of. Um, you, you're not going to jump onto the film. Like, I think you have to have names so that you will watch the film. From a marketing standpoint, yeah, I get that. This like, is... I like Charlize and I like Chiwetel, but, I mean, he didn't have, like, a huge role. But he mm. pro- will probably be more active in the second one. Honestly. Yeah. And it, it's it's always, uh, like, I'm, I'm still trying to figure out, like, because she's, what, Andromache from Scythia. And yeah. I was like, "Where the fuck is Scythia?" And I had well, she predates next to Jedi Thea. Yeah, and it's kind of central uh, Eurasia, like kind of Iranian area. And that was yeah. just one of those things where I'm like, "She looks nothing like anyone from that area." Like, come on, if you're gonna <laughs> if you're gonna geographically place your actor, from she should a be like brown at least. Area. Yeah, it's kind of like <laughs> she is not what you would call someone from Scythia. 
just try it. Like you know, you can you can you could give it a red hot go. I mean, everyone else was a little bit different. Maybe it, she's been know. into some skin bleaching. Yeah. Who knows? Yeah, we we don't know. <laughs> Mid Atlantic is that what we call them? Where are you from? Oh, Mid Atlantic. Cool. Mediterranean. Mediterranean. <laughs> God. Yeah, that is that is kind of a good point. I think they might have overlooked a fairly uh, um, can easily be changed. Carry the point there. Yeah, can easily I mean, be they gave her black out. hair. Yeah, <laughs> they gave her a circular oh, axe oh, that she Quinny. carried around in a <laughs> beer and bow bag. Yeah, that was. <laughs> That was that was a weird choice. What do you think about the weaponry choices? I mean, I know that they were trying to make it out like that, but who would carry a fucking that sword? That axe looked way too proppy for me. Yeah. Like, which it is obviously has it's in like the comic, a, so. yeah, yeah. Uh, like it obviously had a design choice, but there was nothing real world looking about it, especially not antique. If it's supposed to be close to six thousand mm. years old, it didn't look it. Yeah, it was a bit too newish, but I mean, hey. yeah. Well, Interestingly, like that was one of the things that you see through the, the credits, all of the photos of their history and their past and everything, um, and multiple different axes. So you kind of get the feeling oh, that okay. she's used different weapons throughout the I years. That, and this yeah. is the one that she has come to hmm. as her modern variation. I mean, I kind of I really like the idea, the idea of using different weapons and also this is an old thing that you're really, really comfortable with. Like, I mean, if you just basically spent a few hundred years using an axe to defend yourself and kill people you probably and they're like hey here's a gun you're like great the gun works but you know when it gets down to it give me the old axe um that's kind of makes sense to me uh mm. it's just that i thought they could have made a little bit more uh, of it like it wasn't a, it, it felt like it was trying to be a defining characteristic and then in the end it's just kind of like oh and she killed him with the axe yay because that's what the axe was for remember the axe yeah <laughs> hey kids remember the axe <laughs> and it's kind of like eh, you know that's you didn't really need it you've got automatic weapons and 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 the thing is like me being a, a sword guy and a fan of those sort of things i was like yeah cool weapons and stuff like that and I then kind of wanted the rest of them to have kind of cool signature weapons too, and I didn't feel like their yeah. weapons were particularly signature. Yeah, I felt they were there, yeah. They just weren't foregrounded. It's kind you of know, like it was a stylistic choice that was in the production design, and then through the shooting they're like, oh, I don't really know if we need these swords, guys. And, and I mean, that was a thing that, like, once again, I'm sorry to bring it back to Highlander, but in, in the series of that, every single immortal has their own signature weapon. And that was a thing that, you know, you always, you know, you kind of knew because they'd kept the one weapon that they liked using. Hmm. Um, and so maybe they kind of went, let's steer away from that. So we're not clearly just doing Highlander. <laughs> <laughs> but that's why they had an axe, Quinny. No Highlander had an axe. <laughs> not true. Highlander said, oh, well, you're talking from the TV series and no Correct. one watched that. Well, even from like a costume <laughs> point, like everything was very simple. There was not a lot of flair in in the design. Yeah, I look. I love. Mm. I love their design because they they stuck true to the the idea of the characters, which were we are going to try and get under the radar. Yeah, everything was very lives. simplistic. So yeah, I'm not going to have yeah a weird. You can't way. have someone walking around with a great big. Or yeah. something like that. Mm. I don't I don't have tattoos. Or a scimitar. <laughs> well that's yeah. interesting too. Did they never get tattoos? Or if they do get a tattoo, does their skin just heal and it's like, nope. I don't like it. Mm. That sort of stuff would be fun. 
the same question I have for Captain America. Uh, you, <laughs> I thought your question is, do you have does a tattoo? Does the super soldier... Can I see it? it? Can you show it? Oh, <laughs> does the super soldier serum prevent him from, like, receiving tattoo ink? Oh. That has been addressed in something, but I can't remember what anymore. <laughs> Immortal yes, character probably, gets upset that they can't get a tattoo. Probably in Jill slash fiction. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and it's where it's Bucky tattooing it onto his butt. Oh, honey, I will send you the link. Sorry, sorry. America's butt. <laughs> that's America's ass. Okay. Oh, I think that's about it. That's about enough of, of, I think so. of the old Yeah, guy. and on a good old Stucky fanfic wreck. Fantastic. <laughs> Gotta love it. But I am. Uh, oh, I'm going to be looking for like all the Joe and Nikki fanfiction now. So. Uh, please don't post them in the comments. I don't want to get it on a watch list. Um, <laughs> right, they're going to be lovely romances. True. Oh. Wonderful. Um, quick, quick question then. One now that we've wrapped up for today. Um, what are we doing next week? Warrior <laughs> none. none. We're doing none. <laughs> 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 I like how excited you are for this, Jill. I love that Jill's doing this. And... Because we all thought it was going to be garbage, but I watched the whole thing and kind of liked it. So. And, Pete's, and Pete's just sitting there like this. <laughs> <laughs> and I haven't watched it yet. And I've watched one episode so far, and I'm, I think I'm more on the Pete train than the Jill train. Uh, it gets better after episode five. Oh, well, that's as long as Peter got. Too long to wait. It's too long to wait. I know, but don't, but don't give away anything yet. People have to tune in next Tuesday in order to find also, out. When does that new Catherine Langford show come out? What was that one? Cursed. Cursed. Yeah, Cursed. maybe we could just do like, like a double header. Oh, maybe, Let's maybe do, we'll do a double yeah. header. We'll see how we go. And also, at some know. point, uh, we've got to bring up the courage to uh, edit the Hamilton recording. <laughs> Thank you to those of us who joined in on Friday to uh, hear us talk about Hamilton a great deal and then when it watch was, us it was, lose down for 15 minutes. It was so hot, everything burned down. That that <laughs> podcast was fire. That's all i got to say. Oh, those, uh, Rob Frank has asked, what is Cursed? Uh, oh, it's, it's a female Arthurian legend story. Mm, yes. Also on Netflix. Yeah. Also, everything's on Netflix at the moment. That's good. Other services, step up your game. Come on, we want more content. Give us some content. Make some <laughs> stuff in a, like, you know. Hey, we have season two of The Boys coming out soon. Oh, yeah, I'm excited Prime. for that. Yes, there's a few. Oh, when's season out? two Umbrella Academy coming out? That's soon. Very yeah. also coming out. Yeah. Um, and Doom Patrol should Doom be on Patrol. its way. Well, that's again another that? one that we're going to be. Having to yeah, look at oh, we have to go. Dion crying out for content, and it's all on this way. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. that's great. We're just you know letting people know, and also people, if you want to suggest something for us to watch, make us have to sit through something. <laughs> Dion loves that. I'm, I'm still. I'm currently ringing the bell for the Iron Mask, which is the. Uh, Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, the, yeah, yeah. The film that's got Jackie Chan and Arnold Schwarzenegger in it. I um, heard that fight scene is literally five minutes of the entire film and that's it. Oh. <laughs> so I don't well, know how good it's I guess I won't be. bother watching it anyway. <laughs> well, if, like I already watch enough trash for myself and, Quinny, I've got to tell you, I'm currently about halfway through the remake or reboot of the Kickboxer franchise, Kickboxer <laughs> Retaliation. <laughs> and let me tell you, I don't know how or why... Drax the Destroyer is now Tong Po, but he is. <laughs> and you just have to go with that. And also, It sounds like that community movie series, Kick Puncher. Kick Puncher, it does. 
very much like. And also Jean-Claude Van Damme is in it. Jean-Claude Van Damme is playing what? the mentor who teaches. So he's basically switched his role from the kickboxer to... You need to watch uh, like... Jean-Claude Van Johnson next. If you want garbage TV, that is brilliant garbage. Oh, man. Wow. Kick puncher. Yeah. Jean-Claude Van Johnson is Jean-Claude Van Damme's like undercover spy name. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah, oh, God. I, I don't... Yeah, so it's like it's a weird spy series where he's an undercover spy called Jean-Claude Van Johnson. I, 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 went, I went the wrong direction because I was looking for kickboxer movies and then I was like, oh, they did five kickboxer movies? They did a sixth one? The sixth one is a reboot? Watch. What is this? What is this? Oh, my God. Where are you going? I can't follow Mr. Frodo. Although, Quinny, if you can make it through, actually, if anyone wants a trial by error at the moment, um, if you want to try and get through a film, which is literally one of the worst things I've ever seen, if you can make it through uh, Bloodsport 4, The Dark Kumite. (laughs) Why are you even like... (laughs) Why are you even like this? (laughs) Why... The Dark Kumite. <laughs> I know of Bloodsport 4, Dark Kumite. Oh, it is astounding. Four. It is astounding. Anything 4 is probably not good. Because the main <laughs> villain has been ADR'd. And it's fucking hilarious. Because no. you're watching him going, what's wrong with his voice? Then you realise, <laughs> holy shit, you've been ADR'd. It's, it's, it's great. And Fel did look at me and she's like, what are you watching? And I'm like, check it out. See the goon in the background? He's holding an AK-47. But the AK-47 is a toy that's been painted up because it's just too small for his tiny. Like, it's just too tiny for his man hands. What if like, he's giant? What if he's a very big man? Not really. Also, he's dressed like a, some sort of uh, Italian mobster. And while, and meanwhile, there's a woman in front of him dressed in some sort of Elizabethan wench outfit and just kind of sitting there going, what the fuck am I watching? Like, we need to do a schlock movie marathon. No, you do not want Maybe that Maybe we me. do. <laughs> <laughs> no, because Dion will, will overwhelm us with yeah. powerful. I'd be like, how well, we just schlock. have like a You've top 10 schlock You've movie. Watch this. You've got to watch this. You've got to watch yeah. this. Yeah. We'll do a top ten review, and Justice League will be number one. (laughs) Oh, I forgot it was Daniel Bernhard in that. Oh my god! Don't forget, yeah, Daniel Bernhard, who is in John Wick. Yes, yes, he was also in the Mortal Kombat TV series. Yes, much respect for Daniel Bernhard. Actually, I want to find what's who is the actor who played Fist of the North Star in the live action? Costas Mandalore. No, no, that's he was he was the Fist of the North Star. Uh, Sorry, South Star. He was Southern Cross. Who played the Fist of the North Star guy? What's his name? Kenshi. Kenshiro. Kenshiro. Um, there we go. <laughs> this is something like I can tell both Peter and Jill are like, Jesus Christ, guy. And no, the I like, know Fist of the North Star. I did not know there was a live action. Oh, yes, didn't you? Was. It's really no. good. It also has Rufio in it from Hook. Oh. <laughs> um, and and yep. Malcolm McDowell is Riken, but no, uh, Kenshiro is Gary Daniels. Gary Daniels, that's right. I do like, yeah, Jill. Honestly, if you want to watch Fist of the North Star, I will watch yeah. it. It's a good f- film. No, no. <laughs> Why would you even say that? That's clearly a lie. There are some amazing Just kicks. Gary two Daniels hours can... of visual content. <laughs> Gary Daniels can kick for America. That's all I gotta say. That's okay, Peter. We won't make you watch any of this shit. Um. <laughs> well, someone just said, 
there's a kick puncher movie called Manborg. Manborg. <laughs> <laughs> that we should probably watch. <laughs> no, I, I, I long ago said I have to, I stopped watching anything that's produced by Asylum Films. I just can't. I can't do it. Yeah, no, no they they are not so good. They're so bad. They're bad. It is quite literally. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. Like there, I've watched a few of those, thinking, oh, it'll be really funny when we watched. Like, was it? Uh, um, transmorphers um, oh no <laughs> and things like that but yeah no there are some that are oh, actually okay. so fucking I, bad I, I just... will say though I absolutely respect uh, Asylum for getting Bruce Bruce Boxleitner into Transmorphers 2 2? yes Transmorphers <laughs> wow. 2 because and Pete you'd appreciate this as a producer they must have got him for one day and they <laughs> handed him the costume which was he's supposed to be a police officer but it's literally like the shirt with the epaulets and no other adornments, like in brown. <laughs> a white car that they had like taped stuff on the side that said police and stuff and no other lights or anything on it. And then <laughs> just moved him through all the shots as quickly as possible. He's in like an hour-long movie, but you guarantee he was there for one day and they got the 10 hours of him on that day and then he's yep. like great where's my 15 grand cash okay bye I'm <laughs> off. Yeah. brilliant Mwah. yeah perfect box lightener oh yeah yeah yes all of the boxes are lighter around him yes <laughs> yeah no no one can take my john sheridan from me though god anyway okay i think we yeah. should wrap it up there because we have degenerated into like shit movie land yes you um, bunch of degenerates Please let us know what you want us to review. Um, come talk to us on Twitter, on Instagram, onto the Facebook. Send us emails. Send us voicemails. We'd love to actually hear Slide from you. Slide into our DM. Yes. <laughs> Please don't. <laughs> don't know how I feel about that. No. There's, there'll be no sliding into DMs around here. No, <laughs> no, like that. I don't, I don't like that at all. All right. But yes, well, I, I have I have been Quinny. I've been Dion, who now has to go I've and watch been... Warrior fucking Nun. Thanks, Jill. And I'm Jill. <laughs> <laughs> that was Peter, even though we laughed over the top of her. And this was the periodic table of awesome. We love you and good night. They're going to lock us up and weaponize us, but they've never faced an army like ours. An army of five. Shit, let's start a band. If we can unlock their genetic code, the entire world will be begging us for the key. Shouldn't have done that. We don't have all the answers. But we do have purpose. Thanks for listening to the Periodic Table of Awesome podcast. If you have questions, please email info at theperiodictableofawesome.com. Find us on our website, www.theperiodictableofawesome.com, where there's links to our iTunes, Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, Instagram, and Twitch. Until next time, stay awesome.